to Ladies View Library. This is episode 19. Spooky 19. The, the spookiest number. That was, 9 is my number, guys, so that's spooky. Nine's your number? Matrixy. Oh, Matrixy. Oh, yeah, you gotta spooky. relate it all back to that. So, um, my name is, is, like, sorry. No, go for it. I was gonna say 19 is spooky because you're not a girl, not yet a woman. Not yet a woman. Oh, it's like Ringo Starr, sort of, like, yeah, years. Yeah. 19, that's all? Yeah. That classic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in that um that <laughs> puberty purgatory there. Post puberty, I don't know. I like oh, that. No, I know. I like that phrasing. <laughs> I love it. Um, before puberty we go on, I'm Erin, and with me is Anita. Hello. And Beth. Hi. Um, it's been a minute, y'all. We haven't been here for a while, so um, but I'm very excited. I love our Halloween episodes, so um, let's get going. So, Anita, I think you had. Spooky question for us? I have a very pressing question. Oh, wow. Um, well, I, actually, one thing could have related to something else, but this question I have for both of you is, so there's, like, this trend on Twitter where you people are changing their names to, like, a spooky name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'd like to ask both of you what your spooky name would be. Now, I will preface this with I've given it no thought, so I have no... I don't have something in my head. Um, can you give me, as someone who does not... Uh, partake in the dumpster fire of Twitter. Um, can you give me some examples or like what is this? Is this like a like a uh, you know first pet street you grew up on sort of situation? <laughs> That's your flavor, or, man. Yeah, it's really what you make it. Or is so, no, it's like so. I'm gonna make a meta a reference for you, Beth. That I think will really frame it up well for okay. you, and you'll get it right away. <laughs> what would the crypt keeper call your name? <laughs> Like if the crypt if oh, it went so through a funny. crypt keeper, yeah. Okay. yeah so you could filter. be. Uh, have you said your last name on here? No. Well, then I can't. Use no, it. we haven't said our last names. Mine's my last name's on there. Is it? Oh, <laughs> the internet owns your soul. So, our first names. So mine would be death. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. So. Okay. So, Let's move on. Episode over. <laughs> done. Yeah, or that's good. Booze. <laughs> John Wilkes. Oh, no. He's well, he's I like the good an asshole. Oh, yours could be, or like you could Mine's be. Mine's definitely scaring. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Scaring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yours, yours could also be like witch's breath. <laughs> like Beth breath. Sure. Something well, yours could definitely be just Anita and then something horrible. I need a skull. I need a ghoul. I need a rat toe. <laughs> That's a very specific <laughs> potion you're making, it sounds like. <laughs> Give me your biggest rat toe. Gross. I need a green ribbon around my neck to keep my head on. Ooh, that's good. That's why we're triggered. <laughs> yeah, I know, you was... are. When I was younger, I... <laughs> I thought that story was so a good. It is, mm-hmm. but I thought it was so good, and I also thought it really just made sense to me at the time. Chokers were pretty popular, but they also were a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's like I so you it. thought it was real. Like you felt like it was real. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did. 100%. Yeah, it seemed very plausible. <laughs> the only thing it doesn't is huh? um, is I mean, but also <laughs> did. Yeah, I don't know if I thought it was plausible. Scarin. Let me just put, <laughs> well, this, put this in a scope. Uh-huh. Imagine. Yeah. You live in the Victorian times. 
Yeah, but as a kid, I'm not like... You don't have a shower. Yeah, I don't know all that. So, you're taking a bath. You can easily not even touch your open wound neck. Yeah. (laughs) How big is that choker, though? It was pretty big. And they didn't even say choker. They said ribbon. True. But hers was... She could tighten that up like a... Yeah, but then you tighten it up and then, what? It goes <laughs> all the way through. Well, she definitely had to, like, loosen it with time because she she had Because she got fat. No, because <laughs> she grew up, guys. I'm sorry. Do you know what growing up means? Wait, but how was... Wait, I don't know <laughs> what the story... Born? Yeah, it's... With yeah, the, like, well, they met when they were kids. Like, the couple... Oh, that's right. Oh. That's right. And he always admired her, her neck. <laughs> her ribbon. Her ribbon. Gosh, this spooky bunch. <laughs> Um, so wait, did we figure out what yours is? I mean, I, I feel like it's gotta be a pun on it, Anita, like, um, a necromancer. A ne- <laughs> wow, that's, <laughs> you took a gamble. I mean, that's just putting, that's like saying a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. just putting an A. In yeah. It. Well, the thing, okay, the thing about me is I'm really like, I gotta say it out loud, because in my head it sounds good. And then I say it oh, out loud. Oh, I get loud. that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. You hear this and go, come on, <laughs> pull it back, pull it back. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's recorded, so I really can't. Pull I mean, it, back. at least it's, it was like a, a pumpkin. It was like a double, double point word, like necromancer is a, a good pool. You went, really went, yeah, the whole nine yards of that one. Yeah, I appreciate your boldness. Thank you, Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I know. I wish I had a better. Look, I think Adidas good. I mean, yours is like we. Ours are pretty finite. Yeah, like, and yours, like, is, oh. yours is the beginning of a sentence, rat, if it's spooky or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if we play this game in any context, you're always going to be like, well, you have a, a full Christmas phrase time. going on. <laughs> yeah. Health. I have a name that ends with an apostrophe. Or, like it sounds like. A Noija, like Ouija, a Noija. Nope, we're going to end that right there. <laughs> I cannot. We need to not let you continue. <laughs> <laughs> you Okay. <laughs> oh no, are you okay? Um, okay. <laughs> well, speaking of spooky stuff, uh, just a few months ago, the three of us went to Salem, Massachusetts. That's right. Which I don't know if you guys are familiar with what happened in Salem. I mean, I know I'm talking to you guys, but the listeners. I don't know. I don't know if the listeners. Yeah. Know. Yeah, you definitely do. So yeah. we're not going to. We're not going to give. It's the place where the Bewitch statue was yep, put up, and, and the whole town was upset about it. Yeah, yep. some people were against it. Some people are still most people, upset. Most people, know most people are that. really just upset about the teeth situation. Yeah, terrifying. It's they're real scary. They made a choice, and I don't know if that's the right choice they made. No, but um, I think no smile for all statues. <laughs> the best choice. <laughs> yeah, so it's the witch capital of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's official or not. Um, but, yeah, it was super nice. Uh, we stayed in the house for a couple days, like a long weekend. And um, I, being the resident Frady Cat of the group, was sure that I was going to see a ghost in that house. But I didn't. There was, like, a, a witch stove. Like, a brick yeah. witch stove. <laughs> there so we made the decision, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we made the decision that no one needed to sleep on the couch in the living room. With the yeah. witch stove. Plus, it was hot out there. Baby-sized. Yeah, that was the, the witch main... stove, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's eternal flame. Yeah. I was fine with sleeping out there, but the main reason it was too <laughs> swampsville. Yeah. Um, cooking you. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, that, I called it a witch stove. Yeah. As a bro. 
Yeah, so we'll get, uh, I think we should get into some of the more finite details of um, what we did. One of which was that, which, 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 um, we went to the Witch Museum, and we can talk a lot about that, but. So, number one. Yeah. The town of Salem does not know what the word museum means. Correct. No. And I've never looked up the word museum before mm-hmm. until I had left the mm-hmm. Salem Witch Museum. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not a museum. Yeah. I, deep in my gut, I feel as though that's not a museum. Yeah. Well, yeah. The general gist is that a museum has to have a collection that is curating. Now, at this point, it's probably curating like an antique wax figure collection. It's curating a scent. I would say. There's yeah. an odor that it's being well, the, curated. The Witch there. Dungeon, definitely. Oh, for sure. The Witch yeah. Dungeon definitely for is sure. curating yeah. an odor. Um, but the, my, I'll just, maybe we can talk about our favorite things about the Witch Museum. Um, my favorite thing is that it is staffed by all bros. <laughs> uh, <laughs> roughly between the ages of, I would say, like 16 and 19, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is... I, when you think, when I think of witches personally, I think of women, and I think of maybe even older women. I don't well, know. Well, I'm sorry, Erin, but as a bro, explain to us toward the end of our tour, true. please. That's true. Which a witch has no has no sex, has no gender. That's right. That's true. Do not do not say warlock. Do not, do not say warlock. That's a traitor. That's someone who has betrayed the witches. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that deep stare, looking. deep stare. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But they were knowledgeable bros. They were great. They were maybe like. Their explanation for stuff was like, I want to hear every witch fact ever from the mouth yeah. of the bros. Out of the mouth of bros. Say, Am I, right? I also appreciate it in the witch museum with the bros, especially in the second part, and then the witch dungeon museum in the uh, in all parts. How um, it was just a lot of human people interacting with wax works or straight up old mannequins you know like the like the bros at the salem witch museum they would give you a little taste and then they would be like why don't we turn it over to her and she can explain it to you and then they would press the button i guess i'll just like let her take over yeah witch tell your story yep that's he definitely (laughs) said witch tell your story (laughs) he was like trying to be respectful to the wax (laughs) yeah yeah and then he was like, touch that button that says, do not touch. <laughs> yes, and he loved that. Yeah, well, the thing about the, the Salem Witch, uh, sorry, the Salem Witch Dungeon Museums? Mm-hmm. Witch Dungeon Museum. Wait, which one? God, <laughs> <laughs> this is a The real, one with the Who's on first situation here with the, okay, yeah. so the dungeon. The mannequin's okay. not the one. Now, the, yeah, sure. there's a performance aspect to that, which acting-wise, 100%. Awesome. They were yeah. great. They were, they, were. they took it seriously considering that they were outnumbered. What was it? <laughs> it was like two to one, you know. For like, wax figures yeah. and people. And there was two women on the stage and everyone else wax figures. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it was more than two to one. But then yeah. in the actual dungeon itself, immediately uh, the tour guide was like, if you want to take any pictures, feel free. And immediately <laughs> yeah. this woman took a flash photo in every single dungeon cell, every single part, and yeah. it was so disruptive in a way, and she would, like, push past you yeah. to do it. And honestly, that's between the most, because I'm wondering, what are you doing with those photos? They were not framed. She did not take any <laughs> No, it was one of those, them. like, lazily, like, I'm not even looking through the viewfinder or whatever. I'm just, like... Her showing you that? Yeah. After her trip to Salem? Showing you those? Yeah. I would pray for magic at that time. <laughs> I would pray for black magic. 
that she would be taken away. And I don't have to look at those like David Bowie, Goblin King, Goblin King. Yeah, yeah from Take those like of those like poor, yeah poorly framed 1970s department store mannequins. Um, there was one that was 100, percent which was you could see the back of it and it was clawing. Oh yeah, like, ring girl hair. Oh, that one, one that was, was very facing scary. the wall because yeah. it was also that very tiny cell. Yeah. Yeah, that one scared me. That was yeah, very scary. Just, yeah, I think yeah. I kicked all of us out. Yeah. And then it ends, the tour ends, not to no spoilers, but <laughs> the tour ends with the hanging garden, and that's where the, oh, right. the tour guide decides to just, like, give you all the information about the town. She, um, very relaxed. She leaves so. you hanging, if you will. <laughs> right? You got it. Yeah, but it is strange where it's like, well, right, now let's spend a little time Amongst these, just hanging, uh, you're supposed to think, you know, this is a, a you know, recreation of something that actually happened right. in history. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to talk about the bewitched statue and all this stuff, and just ignore the fact that, yeah, there's things hanging from trees. Yeah, there's yeah, a man being lynched. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I thought when you said your favorite thing was Rose, I thought you were going to say your favorite thing was Giles Corey. Oh, I, Giles Corey does stay in my heart. I actually was doing an impression of him earlier today. Oh. Yeah. Can you do it? Let's do it. We should all do our Giles Corey impression. Oh, That's very good. I might have to. That's very good. No, you can't. That was really good. All right. Well, I'll go. All right. I do this a lot, but I always crack up. All right. Ooh. <laughs> it comes with a Shortened version. Beth, come on. Yeah. I do it. <laughs> I feel like the stones are on you. Oh, I feel like I'm a version of the Rocky Horror Picture right now. Um, it's a little like the stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Keep going. Keep going. You're in it now. <laughs> That's the breathiest Jolly Corey that's ever. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, he. You can just. You can feel, just imagine yourself pooping straight. Oh, it definitely sounds like a pooping noise. And then come from that headspace. Yeah. 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 Um, my thing about Giles Corey is so the, so the story goes he was he was the only man who was killed in the way that he was pressed to Ooh. death. He was not hung. He was um, one of the only deaths too yeah. from the um, which. That was convicted. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his. Sort of. Yeah, I can't remember his like story other than he was super old, and so how they would press you to death is they they would dig like a shallow hole, you would lay in it, and then they would start to press stones on you, and then like a board, and then more stones or whatever. And so I'm thinking this man's like what eighty three, eighty something, yeah, like, early eighties or whatever. He was like someone's husband. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. And he, he was. They were trying to just get him to confess. Right. Well. They weren't intending to yeah. kill him. But the first time you get like a board and some <laughs> stones on you and you're in your early 80s and you, this is in the 1600s, yeah, that's, uh, your quality of life is gone. That's right? true. So like, if I were him, I'd be like, yeah, 
fuck, kill me, man. Like, yeah. well, I can't come back from this. The thing was, though. I'm not going to go to, like, physical therapy or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like stone pressing. Yeah. The thing it's is, done. Though, Game over. It's complicated because if he, they were just trying to get him to confess yes or no, and usually, depending on how you confessed, sealed your fate one way or the other. Sure. If he said yes, he'd be stuck in a cell. Yeah, that he would no, have to pay for. That he had to pay for. <laughs> yeah, he said no. He'd be stuck in a and cell with some probably broken ribs already. But his wife was still alive, and in the jail. Yeah, and he had kids. Maybe he was like, "Death, release me." This is the 1600s. Now. Yeah, he's he like, "I've lived much longer than I'm even supposed yeah, to." Yeah, hate it here. <laughs> but I think he was I'm just over being, it. He was definitely too like he. I think it was more of a state. I mean, perhaps more of a statement that the whole thing was ridiculous. Well, like, yeah. They're being ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to confess. I think he maybe also didn't think they were going to kill him. That's my guess. Is like, he was like playing chicken. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's part of it with people being innocent and being like, I am innocent. And they're like, well, if you confess, we won't kill you. Or whatever it is. So he's like, no, I'm innocent. But also, like, I'm done. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my theory. I mean, it was pretty bleak story. in England. Like, oh, yeah. All, like, during sort of the witch trial stuff there. Like, compared to that... America had it pretty light, as kindly as you can put that. But I don't know. I think it all sounds miserable. It's all awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no part of that. The Salem Witch Museum definitely tries to, to make you feel like, you know, if these people just confessed, they would have right. been fine. Right, right, right. And then you go, to, you go to the witch dungeon, and they're like, you would have been fine paying for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You had to stay yeah. in that cell. This, like, coffin-sized cell. And they also had that, like, sort of conspiracy theory about Tichuba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The differing opinions. So there's there yeah. different theories about Tichuba, who's a slave woman. Um, but yeah, it was a good trip, though. Um, yeah, good time. We had really nice weather. It was a really cool town to, like, walk around. On the way up, we stopped at the Ridiculous Hammond Castle. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which is in Gloucester. Yep. I think. Yep. Um, it's a scientist who built a house um, with all of his money. It's looked like a castle, but he only, like, kind of half-assed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he drew inspiration from, like, many different, types like, of types of castle yeah. architecture, which some people on Yelp have real issues with. Yeah, they yeah. do. That is. This isn't a gothic castle. Me, 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 me. No, not well, authentic. And for everyone listening, please read the Yelp reviews for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were real great. Um, real, the, the bad ones. Yes. Read, obviously, the bad ones. There's a wedding one and one about um, Oh, Linda. Oof, someone really had it out for Linda. <laughs> okay. Remember she was like, Linda gave yeah. me this look? She glared. The whole yeah. wedding. Yeah, the whole time of my wedding, Linda just kept glaring at me. <laughs> um, it was great. But um, yeah, my favorite, like, the him and Castle, the whole thing about him being a jokester. I think all of it's made up. <clears throat> I've decided. I'm on the other side of it. Um, I think they just made up all these stories about this guy. I, I do Some find of them it... are true, I think. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are... They were just making up. And I don't trust our tour guide because she tricked us. She did. She so was great for the tour guide, she, though. She was good. Yeah. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that the um, the person who um, held the patent on Battleship was much of a trickster. It just, That just doesn't seem like that much of a That like seems a like it was trickstery 100% game, of his you know? personality. Yeah, like it's very like yeah, methodical. But, and, but like, no, it's also like bluffing, too. There's, there's like bluffing elements to it. I don't know. I love that you're saying... Well, I love that your true feelings about Battleship have just now been revealed. You do think it's, like, an ultra-lame game. Like, you don't think it's very fun. Well, because it, it, it gets to a point, like, at the start, it's kind of fun. But then yeah. once you find one, yeah. then it becomes very, like, okay. Which direction? One up. 
No. Yeah. Okay. So one left. No. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Just like. Yeah. That's, that's not fun. Well, here's the thing for me is that like I have as much feelings about Battleship as I do about like dumb pranks that this rich guy pulled. Yes. So, like I don't necessarily think he was funny. <laughs> And I think mm. that he's perfectly capable of making a boring That's ass true. game. That's true. Because his his jokes also oh. like how repetitive are those jokes yeah. that you've built them into your house and then every time someone visits you tell the same joke? Do you really get that much pleasure out of the same joke all the time? Yeah. That's why I think that's just BS. I think they it could just be. amplified some stuff. Yeah. But the other thing is, um, there's that. Like, if he, like, who would want to hang out with a guy that thinks the same joke is funny? <laughs> would you made that point mm-hmm. right pretty quickly? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is, he also created a lot of um, like weapons. So he actually like yeah. was doing a lot of like kind of bleak stuff. Yeah. So perhaps that was sort of his offset. And then the other thing is, he had that whisper room, so he wanted to know what people were. Yeah. Talking about it, which sounds But they like didn't test it out. out. I don't know if that worked. A lot. I'm telling you, this pl- the right. whole place is a joke. <laughs> You're right. The gift shop is a joke. And now, that being said, 100% worth the money to go. It's like $10 or something. Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah. I think if it had been a clear day, beautiful views. Yeah, the grounds um, were working. Yeah. We also, which I almost forgot, Lifetime Achievement made, we saw Max Dennison's house. Yes. In Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> And when we were in Salem, and we would have seen the Pioneer Village that a lot of the other stuff was filmed in, but it was closed. Yeah. It's only open during the weekends. But. <clears throat> that was cool. It was right on the water, which I, don't, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so pretty. Yeah. yeah. And I was like. <laughs> yeah. It's such a crush on that <laughs> baby. I. I mean, yeah, you weren't alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's mine, so. That's fine. <laughs> I'll take Billy, so they want the yeah, skull. Yeah, zombie. But yeah, I he's all right. Him. He's funny. And he, when he calls her a wench or whatever. Yeah. He's like... He's like... <laughs> like dusty. He also has a very... He needs a ribbon around his neck. Yeah, yeah he so. does have neck <laughs> issues. Poor guy. And his crazy hair. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Salem was good. Um... We also took another trip earlier this year in the summer to the American Library Association's annual conference in Chicago, which was really fun. And while we were there, um, uh, Beth... I made everyone go to a cemetery. Um, Beth is the Wednesday Adams of our local (laughs) region. I, um, I got not so great directions, so we walked for like a mile around, um, the bricked in... Like yeah. wall to the cemetery <laughs> to find the entrance, yeah. and they were really good troopers uh, doing it with me, um, knowing that that's not really a thing. But um, the reason we went to Graceland Cemetery in Chicago is because there are two really um, well-known um, pieces of statuary there. Um, one is the Eternal Silence, um, which <clears throat> is a large, like shrouded. It's larger than you can than you can think really of. It's um, very it's, scary. What are your feelings, Sam? I don't want to think about that thing ever again. Remember when we saw the fox? Oh yeah, that was that Ugh, was kind of that was terrifying. Was that yeah? There I was just like that. a fox when we were like looking at the eternal silence. There was just like this fox that was very nearby, um, not moving away from us, right? Um, staring at us as if we were intruders. Yeah, yeah. the eternal eternal silence. Um, I think the previous thing is it. Like, some statues have this feeling to me, but not all. But it had, like, a very, like, 
this thing could get up and go mm-hmm. feel to it. Yes. So I kept looking at its feet as if they were yeah. going to, like, come off of its mooring or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I got pretty close to it. Yeah, you both did. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I stood on the other side of the path. <laughs> and, yeah, there's, um, both the famous statues have mythology yeah. um, around them. And the, uh, the eternal silence is if you look directly into its eyes, you see how you will die. Yep. Um, supposedly. Did you guys look in his eyes? I'm sure I did. I didn't. I mean, I always try to talk, like look in the eyes of the statue I'm talking to. It's just like yeah. respectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're well, like, up here. Yeah, come on, <laughs> up here, guy. Come on. Yeah, I know I'm like three times taller than you, but I'm right. right on. But please, up here. Um, what's the so the other statue? I don't know so that the, I know her mythology. So the other statue is um, I had to write down her name because I always forget. Is um, Inez Clark? So the um, the um, the gravesite itself is marked with the name Inez Clark, um, mm-hmm. and it's a statue of a young girl, supposedly around the age of six, and she's glassed in. Um, so the mythology around that is that um, there was this young girl, uh, Inez Clark, who um, was supposedly struck by lightning and killed, and then supposedly during a lightning storm in the cemetery, uh, she will disappear out of the glass. So everyone probably thinks one of those is the myth, but actually both of them um, are not true, that there was no person by the name of Inez Clark who died at that time, and they're not really sure why. What I've read, um, they're not really sure why that's the marker. There's a couple different theories about that statue in general. One was that um, the the um, person who created it um, was just using it almost as a way to like show their work at that mm-hmm. point in time. Sure. There weren't many graves and that area of mm-hmm. the, of so the garden. pretty or far of the, in. Of the graveyard. Yeah. So, to, like, mm-hmm. for someone to trek that far in to see your work is... Yeah. So, I guess it would... Because it kind of, like, stood alone, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That, it's very striking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's one theory. But I think even that one has kind of been debunked. Um, uh, but, yeah, there was another young girl, but probably not the young girl that's pictured there, and probably not that age, um, whose first name was Inez, but had a different last name, and it's believed that she is actually under there. But how the name got, like, you know, is not yeah. accurate, and, like, why that statue is there, when that's probably not what that person looked like, or any of that, yeah. um, is all kind of a mystery. Like, no one really knows. It's pretty, it's I mean, have they had to replace that glass before? I don't know. Because that's crazy. Yeah. That it would be that durable. I, I mean, what... It looked pretty old, but remember when we were walking back to the, um, subway and, uh, the, there, like, there was a cemetery on the other side of the road and we saw another glass box? Yeah, yeah. So I don't Which I've never seen another one. I mean, I've not gone to that many cemeteries, but but it could be a copycat of Inez Clark's. I don't know. But that, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's weird. There's two of them. Yeah. I forgot about Um, that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I recommend if you're ever in Chicago checking it out. Um, uh, it's Graceland Cemetery, and it's in, like, the old, like, Victorian style of, um, like, garden-style cemeteries, where they were, you know, that's where people would go and, like, have picnics and, like, things like that, because there weren't, like, public parks Mm -hmm. so much. 
Yeah, um, and the people there, at the, they have a visitor center there, which I know mm-hmm. all cemeteries have. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a great bathroom <clears throat> yep. that says that it's out of order <laughs> so that less people use it. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't believe it. A ghost put that sign up. Yeah, yeah. don't believe that. So that's the spookiest part is when a place says that you can't use a bathroom. Yeah, but then you can. And you're like, ha ha, ghost. <laughs> I got you. Um, yeah, that was a good, that was another good trip. I mean, we had, that was like the beginning of summer and then the end of summer was Salem. So, um, yeah, we had some nice spooky bookends there. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell a quick, my favorite quick spooky story uh, from our last year trip? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last year we went to Woodstock around that same time that we went to Salem this year. Yeah, in And my favorite story, which I'm obsessed with is the Never Sink Reservoir. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we drove by really randomly, and we've read about it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the general gist of uh, Never Sink is that it, it was a full-fledged town, school. Weirdly, they always make a note that there was a bowling alley oh, yeah. there. So maybe that was... Big bowling enthusiasts. Might have been, yeah. Never at the time. Yeah. yeah. This was, like, the 20s, I think. Um, and so it was, like, a booming, lively town, as, as it's uh, remembered. And um, because of... Um, water needs in New York City, they bulldozed the town to make a reservoir. So over top of that town, where that town stood, is a reservoir now. So it's sort of like a flooded yeah. town in my head. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think it's like that, but... Which is ironic. Right. <laughs> of course, I mean, considering the name, yeah. There's that, there's Never Sink, and there's another one that's sort of another ironic title <clears throat> around that area, and I can't remember what yeah. that one is. That's interesting. Um... But I, I just think it's, like, in my head, it's, like, the eeriest story. Yeah, if and you so, were to, like, dive in there or something and see. Yeah. Yeah, that is very It would be a bowling ball at the bottom of the... <laughs> That's it? Yeah. That's your, your frightening <laughs> symbol? <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. You think it was a head, but... It's, <laughs> not like it's a bowling Or that, like, someone didn't get out in enough time and started flooding it. I mean, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. But But anyway, I was obsessed with it, so I wrote a bunch of, like, I wrote, like, maybe five stories all together. I only used one um, about it, but, like, when I was in a creative writing class, I was so obsessed with it last year. It was cool to drive by that. That was a really pretty area, It was beautiful. Yeah. Right in the Catskills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so pretty. I thought you were going to talk about how spooky that one room was in my Oh, it was spooky. I couldn't stay there. I mean, it wasn't this spooky for Aaron and I, because (laughs) we didn't sleep there. Yeah. But, yeah. I was very scared of that. Well, that's why there. when I walked in there, I was like, like uh, no. I don't think I can sleep here. I just felt something wrong in that room. Yeah, I felt very wrong. It smelled very wrong. Yeah. Had a weird, <laughs> had a weird that's smell. what I'm telling you. Ghosts have smelled. Those odors. That's yeah. the smell of no cell service. Like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in smells. <laughs> smell of no cell service. No, no smell service. Ooh. <laughs> um... things we can talk about um during this time of the year is um stuff that scares us the most like um some movies or books my list is fucking endless <laughs> um but yeah so if you guys have anything that sticks out to you not necessarily that you saw this year but like um maybe when you were a kid so as a kid i think um the things that the thing I can remember being um, 
scared of the most as a kid but I was also pretty like intrigued by scary stuff like I really always liked scary stuff yeah. and you know as an adult and as um oh, as a librarian I'm always a big proponent of putting scary stuff in kids hands so mm -hmm. I think it's important and you know serves a purpose okay. um but the scary stories to tell in the dark um yep. uh trilogy by um Alvin Schwartz um, the illustrations, I mean, I'm not alone in this. There's yeah. plenty of, uh, you know, blog posts about how, um, the illustrations were the scariest things ever. Yeah. They, like, um, burned in my brain. Yeah. But I would, cause I really liked them and I really liked the stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was something, um, that was appealing, even though it was, it was repulsive about the, um, the pictures, but I would always hold the books um, at the very edges. So oh, yeah, so you wouldn't touch the pictures. Touch the yeah. pictures, because I was afraid if I, like, in my the kid logic, I was like, well, if I touch them, that's when yeah, they like, become alive, you know? Yeah. Like, that's when they're going to, like, pull me in, in or, something. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get but, that. But, yeah, because some of them were, like, very disturbing. Um, like, they were, like, you know, there's, like, the one about the, like, the wife who turns into a horse for some reason. I think it's, it's like, very weirdly adult theme to that one. Mm -hmm. um, but she's, like, I don't know, Most like, of them were about adults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they were, like, I remember the one was about, like, a guy moving into an apartment. Yeah. And he, like, looked at a brick wall or whatever. I was, like, I don't know anything about apartments. Like, yeah. I don't know how that works. You yeah. Know? Or there's the one about the um, woman who had, like, the spiders uh -huh. that, like, burst out of her oh, face. Yeah. Like, that one is very, like, oh, clear. Sick. Um, so, yeah. So, that um, really scared me. And then, movie-wise, um, like, it was... It, I was really scared by just, like, kind of bizarre imagery. So, you know, it wouldn't even be, like... Um, like, The Shining. Um, I saw that when I was probably too young to see it. Um, and then I watched it a lot. Um, and the thing... It wasn't just, like, the overall storyline... Um, or even, like, the twins or, like, things like that that really creeped me out. But it would be, like, the really bizarre stuff, like, um, toward the end when, uh, when, like, everything, like, all the ghosts are appearing, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's getting really manic. Um, where Shelley Duvall sees, um, the, uh, the two... Yes. You presume they're two men. Yeah. Um, in the, uh, in the one hotel room and the one has like that dog mask on yeah you know? and he's like, like going down on the other yeah, guy but that, you don't know that as a kid right. you just know something's wrong yeah yeah like that was very disturbing um and the um and the elevators were, were disturbing to me <clears throat> yeah we all have one thing in common which is that we have an older sibling yeah and i do think that that does influence oh for sure yeah i literally things. just wrote myself a note about something that scared the shit out of me because of my older sibling so yeah. yes i get that for sure yeah so what do you have um well uh, I'll go movie-wise, first of all, this has nothing to do with my siblings at all, but uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> Large um, March scared the poop out of me, <laughs> and Beth and I saw it in the theater, what, I think last year uh -huh. at some point, and I think I expressed to Beth that I was uh, very scared of that scene, and then I could hear Beth giggling when I had my hands over my eyes, when I like knew it was coming, <laughs> and then she was like, alright, it's over, or whatever, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, like, I don't, like, jump scares, like, I know they're the cheapest form of, like, fear, but, like, they anger me, like, they just make yeah. me so angry or whatever, because I'm forced to look, and so, like, be, you know, being a movie viewer for, you know, ever since I can remember, I know all the formulas, like, mm -hmm. of, of stuff, and, and even, even now and then, like, I would know the formulas of something that led up to a jump scare in some yeah, ways. definitely. But, 
sometimes they still get you. Yeah. And, like, I just get angry at myself, I think, for, like, <laughs> for being being, yeah, because, like, I have protective measures that I take to keep myself from witnessing or experiencing those things. And if I'm not given enough warning, um, yeah, I'm pissed off. Well, yeah, Large so, Marge gives no warning. No. I mean, you know there's tension. Speaking, there's tension between yeah. them. But see, so, um, our old boss... Had told me that his him, his daughter was really scared of large Marge, and I legitimately had no idea what he was talking about because that part never scared me. <sighs> they had to sh- I had to like watch it again and see the clip, and I was like, "Oh, I get it," but it didn't scare me. It was the, it was snakes at the end. Oh, the snakes! <laughs> and he's, got, he's like, yeah, what I, love it. It's, it's, yeah, like, "I love it." It builds up to that, you know. He's like, he keeps saving all the other animals. animals. Yeah. And then at the like at the end when he has all the snakes between his skin, he's like balls. Yeah, that scared me so much. It's just like how they build that. That's yeah. what I was really scared yeah. of. So I hated that part more than yeah. Weirdly. That was so brave of him to get those yeah, snakes. He's such an animal lover. Yeah. It takes him a long time. It does. To get them. It does. Yeah, I mean, understandably because it literally filled every whole, like snake yeah. He was he was gripping them. Yeah, he was fistfuls <laughs> of snakes. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the movie. I mean, there was other things like, uh, I watched, uh, part of the exorcist when I was in, I think late elementary school, early middle school with some friends and nope, mm, that was awful. <laughs> like, and not the whole thing. Like, I didn't even think I got to like the head turning scene or whatever, but like I saw her like walking up the stairs in that weird way. I don't like this and well, even like when she comes downstairs and like yeah. keys, I think that's, like, yes. that's very disturbing. Yeah. Well, so, the demonic... Um, the demonic, uh, possession stuff bothers you, too. Yeah. I mean, I grew up very, very, very Catholic, and I believe that stuff. And for a long time, like, you know, I was of the belief that even if I said the devil's name, that meant that, like, his presence was around or whatever. And so, and this totally, like, now that I'm an adult, I can totally see how it fed into my, uh, what I've been later diagnosed as OCD, my obsessive thoughts, because my mom would always tell me, because I remember, I think I was, like, six or seven, and I told her, I was like, I can't stop thinking this thought, which is, like, the sentence, I love the devil. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And so I was in my bed, and all I could think of was, this, like, and again, it's now I know that it's it's part of my mental health issues of, like, OCD and, like, obsessive thought that I just kept repeating in my head, I love the devil, I love the devil. Yeah, because well, so, it was the, you, the phrase that you, you It was not, taboo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so, that compulsion, yeah. And so my, but my mom, it's <laughs> funny because, like, I, no, there's Catholicism and then there's Catholicism through Bernadette, um, <laughs> which is my, who's my mother. And so who knows if any of this, you know, is like literal gospel. Um, but she's always like, if you say Jesus's name, then he'll like cast out. <laughs> so then I went in this cycle of, I love the devil, Jesus. I love the devil, Jesus. Yeah. I love the devil, Jesus. Like for hours. It felt like it was for hours. So yes. So anything to do with, with demonic possession or the devil or anything like that, it just always hits way too close to home to actual beliefs that yeah. I held for a very large part of my life. Um, so, yeah, I don't like the exercise for that I either. feel like what would have helped you is to know that Linda Blair would grow up to be in S Club 7 and be their uh, oh, that's manager. Oh, Not their manager, their um, property manager <laughs> that's for true. the house they rented. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's literally nothing more wholesome than that. Very true. She literally is on rollerblades. That's a good point. By the beach. <laughs> yeah, she turned into a beautiful woman. Yeah. So. Um, so, but, so, uh, the other thing though, speaking of siblings that, um, scared you. So my brother was really obsessed with Nostradamus for a while. Like, <laughs> so I just remember my brother, so I, my brother and I, um, would always watch movies and shows together and he lived, he, uh, his room was in the basement as any teenage boys usually is. And, um, I would go down and we would like watch stuff together 
And he was in this, I don't know how long it lasted, maybe months, where he would just watch these Nostradamus, like, quote-unquote documentaries <laughs> from the library, probably, I think. And uh, one of them said, or a few of them said that the world was going to end in 2001. Yeah. So now this is the, like, early 90s, I guess, yeah. that we're watching. Well, there was, like a, yeah, there was, like, a Nostradamus, like, resurgence or, like, yes. interest. So I think there was the paranoia about the new century, like, approaching. Yep. Um, Weekly World News was yep. also, like, at kind of its height, like, yep. bat boy height. Yeah. And, like, they always had Nostradamus on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that also resurged the Prince song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the History so, Channel was starting doing a lot of, like, non- yeah, like, that's true. Shaky history yeah. programming. Well, I just, so I always hated hearing about, because my brother would be like, these are all the predictors of the end of the world or whatever. I'm like, blah, blah, So, yeah, so he's, my brother is 11 years older than me, so he was probably in, um, like, like, right out of high school. So, like, perfect, like, I don't know, weird beliefs age, and also, like, influencing your little sister in a weird way age. But he kept saying, yeah, you know, that old chestnut, 19 when you're you're a spooky asshole. Um, So he always said that 2001 was when the world was going to end. Well, that was supposed to be the year I graduated. And I was so, like, I was just like, I didn't even want to think about graduating when anyone was ever like, oh, when, you know, I don't know. What, like, (laughs) high school or, like, if anyone made me think about that, I would be so scary. And then in the fifth grade, I remember my sister... Um, cause she was graduating from high school. She went to senior week down at Ocean City and got, uh, an airbrushed t-shirt for me <laughs> that I still have that said class of 2001 and it had like a peace sign on it, like a hands peace sign, you know, like a, like a hand making that sign. And, um, uh, I, I refused. I like, yeah. I put, I like shoved it in the bottom of my drawer and like refused to even look at it. It made me sick. Like yeah. it literally made me sick to think about it. Um, so yeah, for a long, long time. I don't know when that fear went away. Probably when I graduated. Well, yeah. And I was like, the world might as well end. Because <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm doing with my yeah, life. I know how Buffy felt. But yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Graduation. Literally so hell now. Okay. Yeah. So that was my like weird, like fear. That's so not really tied to anything, but yeah. That's interesting. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because I mean, all like siblings do... Impact like I mean, if there's any older siblings or younger siblings of yeah. still an influenceable age listening, yeah. know that literally everything that you're doing to your siblings yeah. is affecting them. Yeah, and it's probably torture in some way. Probably, even if you're being nice. To them. <laughs> so, what about you? Um, uh, I mean, a lot of uh, I had like something specific in mind. I don't remember what it was now. Um, but I mean, I I have a lot of like very I don't know, like, a lot of, like, very normal fears, like, everyday things that happen, but, um, I don't know, I honestly cannot remember what I was going to say, I should have written it down, too, this is bad, this is bad podcasting, (laughs) um, uh, well, I can fill some time by talking about a stranger's fear, um, which I've already told you both about, but I just want to say it. I, I want to have the mouthfeel of saying these words again. Oh, gosh. Gross. Um, which is, uh, there's a person at a um, place where you can buy things that we all avoid. Oh, um, yes. going to the oh gosh. And I recently, she recently shared with me um, her fear of sharks 
but it came out in this way. Oh, good. Did it jog your memory? Yes, it did, actually. Perfect. Um, It came out like this, just randomly. We weren't talking about anything related (laughs) to this. And she said, I can't go to the ocean because I I can't do sharks. I can't handle sharks. She's like, I'll do lakes because I can do turtles. (laughs) Turtles. And what was the other one? Oh no, goats, turtles, and goats. But there was an, there was another one in the middle. Oh my goodness, I forgot. But yeah, basically, turtles, something else, goats, goats. goats. Do goats hang out at lakes? No Great question. Yeah, I really like what she's like. I can't do this. Let me tell you what I can do. And then like, starts to like list <laughs> just off. one other yeah. body of water. Let me tell you. Oh, seals. That's what it was. Turtles, I thought it might be seals. Turtles, seals, and goats. Now, only two of those things do not <laughs> hang out there. Yeah. I want to say there's probably, okay, there's sharks that go, that start, or like are in fresh water. They go to Bull oceans. Sharks. So probably the there's seals that do that. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of Australian deaths in like the early, like, settlement times there mm. from bull sharks because they were bathing and washing mm-hmm. in rivers yeah. and yeah. so there was a lot of shark attacks because they were like baby bull sharks that were yeah. hungry so really what you're saying is i should have been like sharks and go lakes too you know yeah i mean yeah. it's true yeah guess Some, what? sometimes they go there accidentally yeah. like they're kind of they get kind of confused have you heard it's also like easy yeah. feeding for like little baby animals i don't think there's freshwater seals but there's freshwater <laughs> dolphins I definitely don't think there's freshwater seals. I mean, if there's freshwater dolphins, there's probably freshwater. But they're like the Amazon. We're not going to figure that out. So what made me the think whole thing of that? Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably scared of everything, but she didn't. Not a ghost. I'm scared though. of her. That's why yeah. I avoid her at the line. <laughs> yeah. um, so what made me think of that? So uh, my family got their first computer, and it was set on our dining room table. Mm-hmm. One of the first games that we got on there was Echo the Dolphin. Okay. Now, if uh-huh. you guys have never played it, or if you have played it, you'll know that it's just you, the adorable Echo the Dolphin, mm-hmm. traveling through the water. The thing is, I don't know what happens after this point, but I know that you're traveling, it's beautiful, you're jumping out of the water, you're seeing a bunch of fish, you're traveling through, and then all of a sudden, the water starts to clear, no fish. Uh-oh. Who's there? Shark. <laughs> And I couldn't, I literally was like, okay, I can flip through here, I can go here, I can do this, I can do this. Okay. Oh. I know the shark's coming. Yep. So you got a warning. I mean, you learned, you learned how to learn for the cues. You learned how to learn for the, how? (laughs) I lost. Because I got eaten by a shark. Yeah. That's how video games work. (laughs) I know, but I didn't know, I thought, I don't know what I thought Echo the Dolphin was. I loved dolphins at that point. Uh huh. So and see, I never went through a dolphin phase. I, I went through I've all never, the never went through a horse phase phases well, you can possibly go through. Horse phase. I went through like phase. maybe a three month long horse phase because my friend worked at a stable and I was, I was like, I'll brush a horse once. Chore- choreographer, <laughs> choreographer phase. Oh yeah, I definitely lived that life. All of it. Yeah, I thought I was the next Paula Abdul. <laughs> oh man, I. Yeah, I was like, I can learn these S Club 7 video dances. Yeah. I can do anything. There's probably nothing um, more disturbing or less disturbing um, than, like, a seven-year-old doing really sexy moves <laughs> to cold-hearted snake. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, really, like, pretending you're, like, hanging on scaffolding and, like, thrusting and stuff like that. That's probably a real good look. 
I would love. We lived it. I think about that sometimes. Yeah. Like, videos of myself when I thought I was sexy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, me too. Like Definitely. saying that phrase makes me want to like yeah. jump out of my skin. Yeah. No, I remember like writing songs in the fourth grade and like <sighs> they were being they were like pretty sexy. I thought. No, mine weren't. Oh, mine definitely were. But you, like, you penned a song. Yeah, I would write lyrics. Yeah, because I was really obsessed with, it was, it was like third or fourth grade, because I was really obsessed with Mickey Mouse Club, the new Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. And, um, I thought for sure I was going to be able to make an audition tape. Okay. And I was going to sing original Aaron material. (laughs) Sure. And, um, they were going to be like, fine, it's, you know, open to you. You got Jay Timberlake and you got Ryan Gosling, um, you know, at your beck and call. And, um, yeah, I thought that's all I needed. So I would write, um, some love songs and I would perform love songs or sexy songs. Cause you said sexy. Oh, sexy love songs with some, what I consider <laughs> sexiness in them. <laughs> I think the phrase I want to get with you <laughs> was in there a few times. Um, that's, that's so I didn't mean know. a lot of things. Sure. But I definitely, I definitely meant sexy. Yeah. I mean, like we've talked about before, I was allowed to watch R-rated movies. Yeah. So like, I definitely had an Pretty idea woman. of like, yeah. I loved Pretty Woman, um, of, like, there was, I didn't know what was going on under sheets or behind closed doors. Sure. But I knew it was, like, something real hot, and I just, like, needed to know more about it. Yeah, I was the same way. Yeah. Well, I will give you a little taste of an OG Anita song. It's the only one I can remember. Oh, gosh. So my friend Christine and I had a band, and guess what it was called? I'll tell you. Don't even have to think about it. Okay, but. It was. My first letter and her first letter, AC. So it was AC? Yeah. So it was Eric <laughs> So yeah. it was. You're like, chill out. Turn up AC, turn it up. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it up, turn it up. Oh man, I'm like kind of jealous. That's so much better than mine. That's as much as I can. The only song that I remember is there was one that was. <laughs> it was like, there's other fish in the sea for you, for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and then there was some sort of you know verse but like I remember singing that a lot yeah I read some of my old lyrics recently yours is more of like a dance vibe though yeah absolutely I mine like, was like longing I don't like sad songs but any of the ones they yeah. were always like like I like you so much how do yeah. you not even notice me yeah Honestly, I watched you walk by. How many guys I crush upon that no idea. Sure. I mean, yeah, the <laughs> like behavior of someone's <laughs> with their name. Yeah. Oh gosh. So much. Yeah. Definitely. Any new if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, writing all that stuff. We're playing math. I'm not really waiting for a you. Lot. No one's looking at mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, playing mash. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, no. yeah. That was like, yeah, and sometimes your friend made you throw in, like, someone you didn't a like. A dud. Yeah, and that well, was like, stupid. Like, this yeah. is a fantasy game. I don't want reality smacking me in the face that <laughs> I might actually end yeah. up with this loser. Well, do you want to hear? So I had, I can't really remember any nightmares that I've, I've ever, ever had or have had, but there's one that I 100% can remember. So I, I was in middle school, and um, I was, I know dreams are boring, but this one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I was in middle school, I, I had, like, kind of, like, succumbed, like, this is the only boyfriend I could have, so I needed this guy named, like, Billy or something. Mm-hmm. I think his name was Billy. And he was very nice. He had very, very bad acne. Okay. Um, and that didn't really bother me. It's just I didn't really like him that much, but I kind of, like, was taking what I can get. It was like, he's nice, but he's not so-and-so, yeah. whoever else I was into. Yeah. Well, one night, I had a dream where all of his acne was boogers. Oh. And I broke up with him the next worse. day. 
Oh no. Because it was so because you had a dream? I had I nightmare. I mean well, I was sure. like, imagine okay, boogers are oh, I get inside it. your nose. <laughs> Listen, imagine I, being I know every where bad acne belong. Spot. I know like, where they belong. I and mean, he had full face acne, so for every blemish, every sure. red spot, there was a fucking there was boogers. booger. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a shame. It like literally gave me nauseous. So I woke up the day three. I was sick. That's a real shame. Um, although I do remember in the seventh grade, I was dating a boy named Ryan W. Blind, w. blind item. <laughs> Aaron dates Ryan W. And um, we were holding hands, and he was cool. Like I, I like whatever. He was like cute and cool. And then um, I saw him pick his nose. No. Oh. I- yep. But <laughs> by the afternoon, we were done. <laughs> Yeah, why do we which, both have booger stories? Which I, like, would also probably pick my nose yeah. at that age. Like, for sure. I don't know why I mean, I everybody thinking. does pick their yes, nose. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why I was like, I think I was just looking for, it was like, a, I was like a Seinfeld character at that point, where I was just looking for any yeah. excuse to I be like, mine. this is not working out. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. couldn't, how can you look at someone that you, I mean, I hadn't kissed anyone or held hands sure. until I was in yeah. eighth grade. This yeah. was like seventh grade. I didn't kiss anyone until I was 18. Yeah. So, like, I was like, I can't. Yeah. Maybe this is why. I was probably Because it was important. Boogers. Well, I think it was important. That's how, I mean, that's how yeah. it was. I was a late, super late bloomer with that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So spooky. <laughs> booger, booger nightmares. Yeah. Booger face is real <laughs> scary, though. I wish. That's like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, I, I, I for that movie Defending Your Life has like where people can like watch their old memories or whatever mm-hmm. and that's like the one thing is I would love to see A, some of my old memories but then all kind of but then like to be able to see that nightmare because I wonder if it's as bad as I remember it yeah. to be. wait do you see it I can't remember and I don't remember how it was in the, in the movie Defending Your Life that's another movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid I it, me, it forced me to think about the afterlife yeah which I did not want to do but they fall in love in the afterlife yeah but that's uh uh-uh. uh I hated you that as a kid. I hated thinking want. about death, and I hated thinking about eternal life. Yeah. Well, purgatory really scared me. Yeah. The Tooth Fairy movie with uh, Kirstie Alley has a purgatory aspect to it. It's saying that all the people That's in weird. purgatory, that, that all, like, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, maybe Santa Claus are all, like, stuck in purgatory. That's a weird, <laughs> weird That's twist. That's how I remember it. What? That's yeah. how I remember it. I don't Interesting. know if <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, oh, but depending on your, so like if you were forced to look at your memories, is it from like the third, a third party? Like, are you watching like a movie and you are featured in it or are you living it like your viewpoint is through your own, like POV? I think it's through your your own own eyes. eyes. I can deal with that more than seeing myself. Yeah. I would, like, my skeleton would not, (laughs) it would be dust if I saw myself interacting if, if I was, like, a 12-year-old talking to a boy. Oh, true. If I saw that on film, are you fucking kidding? Like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Especially if you could, like, I would scream, what are you doing too? so loud that, like, it would deafen everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think I'd figure out why I didn't have a boyfriend anywhere through grade school if I could yeah. do that. <clears throat> yeah, those are not, well, <laughs> those are not, it's not like I don't have the answers to this. Oh, I don't really know why. Oh, I know why. But you had a boyfriend through grade school. I, I mean, I didn't really have, like, a legit boys boyfriend. That I liked and boys that liked me. Very different. True. Very different, yeah. I am sure I had boys that liked me. Yeah. But they're never the right boys, are they? No. No. That's sad. No. 
Um, anyway. Your face, I love you. I mean, <laughs> I love you forever. spooky stuff that we uh, watched, read, whatever, listened to this year. Um, my list is super short, spoiler alert, because I don't mess with that stuff very much. Although I do have some things. I have some stuff. But, um, well, I'll, here, I'll just go. How about that? Yeah, in, a, in, a, in a novel turn, I never reflect. <laughs> um, so I, and I feel like I've said this in the podcast before, I'm currently really obsessed with uh, this one writer, Michael McDowell. Um, he was a writer mostly in the 80s, and, uh, he has written a lot of stuff that you might be familiar with. He was the screenwriter of Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas, and he wrote the original novel Clue that the movie was then based on. Um, so yeah, he was like, uh, but he, he was, you know, pretty prolific, but he was never, um, super recognized for his, his writing. Um, I know I've talked about The Elementals before, mm-hmm. which has turned into one of my all-time favorite books. Um, but recently, um, I read Cold Moon Over Babylon, which is another, uh, Southern Gothic tale. Um, it talks about, um, like a sleepy town and, um, there is a 14 year old who is missing and she is very soon found dead in this, um, I think it's a, I can't remember if it's a lake or a river. Um, I think it's a river. Uh, and so then there's all these, like, really horrible characters that, that live in the town, and it, um, it kind of uncovers all that stuff. But I, I cannot describe the way that he writes. He writes so realistically. Like, you can really see these people dealing with this, like, supernatural stuff. And he's so funny, and I really love that. Um, but the other thing I want to say about him... Oh, the one thing I do want to say is... So the reason that I keep reading him is for my book club that's been meeting um, for 10 years now. We are really obsessed with this press called Valancourt Press. Um, so a lot of the books that we read come from this press. Uh, so I would recommend you check them out. Just um, I think it's just Valancourt. V-A-L-A-N-C-O-U-R-T. Um, Valancourt. I... I can't remember what their website's called, um, but you, you just Google it, it comes right up. Um, so yeah, they're just like, I think an independent press maybe in Ohio, um, but they are, they've done a lot of stuff. They've like re, been researching like all of these stuff from the 20s and stuff, like different like pulp novels. Um, but then now I'm reading um, something called Black the Blackwater series, um, which was an episodic uh, novel series that he put out in the year that I was born, 1983. Um so, and it's, it's just the same. Like, it's, it's about, like, a, a southern town. There's, like, a lot of really spooky stuff. It's so epic, but also at the same time incredibly readable and weirdly funny in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah. So those are two things I'm kind of really into. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen anything scary. So that's all I got. We'll go with that. <laughs> I just want to read you guys The Plot of Toothless. Toothless. Oh, that's the, Okay. Please. A dentist is cast into limbo after her death in a bike accident and is given the assignment to act as tooth fairy as her action to be admitted into heaven. Hey, y'all doubted me. <laughs> wow. Oh, her action to be admitted into heaven. Yeah. That's the part So of they it. have to so serve. They so it's not... Yeah. Correct. So those roles are punishments. 
in a way. Sort of. Okay. Yes. But it's a very different your life sort of like perfect yeah, I get that. relation to it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well Yeah, you talked about the elementals last time and I had intended to read it between now and then. You, you did such a good book talk of that. So if you didn't, yeah. you haven't listened to that I'm, yet, listen to the Halloween episode from 2015. Yeah, I don't I don't want to say that I'm rarely impressed by books. I think, I feel like I'm rarely impressed by one writer. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like, the fact that I'm just, like, totally 100% head over heels in love with this guy, and he has passed away, he passed away in the early 90s, I think, um, he, uh... Yeah, I think, I, I just, I'm so sad. I'm, like, I want to write him a fan letter. That's how yeah. much I love, like, I love his writing. It's, like, it speaks to me in such, like, a, he he just seems like someone who'd be, like, amazing to hang out with. Like, the way that he writes, it's, like, the way he writes, the kind of person he was. Um, so, yeah, I love everything he does. And there's, there is more that I haven't read yet. Um, there's a ton more. So, that's, yeah, Michael McDowell is the name of that guy. Well, I have something that I think I can share in a spooky book for you. Oh, yeah. You go. But, yeah. Um, so, there's two things that have scared me as a kid when they came on TV. The first was the theme song of X-Files. That scared me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen it since, and I don't necessarily feel that way, but that really scared me. If it came on, I, like, plugged my ears, and so, like, it really scared me. The other thing was, the other theme song that I always plugged my ears to was Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, is it? Prime. That's how you've been watching it. Yeah. And so I've been watching just a few episodes here and there. And I didn't, I kind of had forgotten, like, I knew what it was and, like, what it was doing, but I kind of had forgotten, like, what a staple of Mm -hmm. society it was for a while there. Yeah. For people to uh, connect. Like, some of it was just, like, we had this really amazing experience, me and this person, or this, like, really fantastical kind Mm -hmm. of thing happened to us, and then we lost touch. And then, like, the update is, like, how they got found each other or whatever. Right, right, right. Oh, right, right. Um, the one was, like, these two girls in a World War II bomb, like, or orphanage. Um, they, like, got each other through this, like, difficult time. They kind of thought every day was their last day sort of thing, and they made it through, and then their dream was to go to New York City. I know. Spooky stuff's going on um, outside. <clears throat> so their dream was to go to New York City, so one of them... Ended oh, up going. Yeah. Um, and they lost touch, and long story short, they found each other. But it was, like, nice. before the age of the internet, so, like, yeah. it's yeah, so yeah, ridiculous. It seems like, impossible. This seems impossible yeah. to bring this back. But, like, I did think about, like, Kathy Sesnick from The Keepers and, like, her story. Mm-hmm. But that seems like, like, perfect uh, thing to, like, end up on, on yeah. Mysteries. But I was curious to see what you guys, like, how you felt about it when you were kids. Because you guys are a little older than I was when I was, when it was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it was wa- on for several seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch it too, too much. I definitely, like, watched it sometimes. But there was also, just kind of like what we were talking about with Mr. Thomas, like, there was, you know, there like, the 90s, there was, like, that period of the 90s that had a very, like, Everyone had interest in like the paranormal at mm-hmm. TV, you know? like yeah. there were a lot of. It was like mainstream. Yeah, like with the uh, with the X Files, or you know, there were I don't know, there were a bunch of other series that were like that, or um, the kind of like anthology series um, to like um, I guess Nightmare Gallery was more like eighties, but mm-hmm. um, but there were some other ones like that. Yeah. Um, the, There's um, the Ray Bradbury series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was um, Tales from the Dark Side. Maybe. And there was another one. And Are You Afraid of the Dark? I mean, yeah. yeah. One Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, 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 definitely um, Tales from the Crypt. 
Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's just like a very, I don't know, uh, but it was like all heightened interest in that sort of stuff. Yeah, with like a like a like where it always had to have like a big root in truth though, or seeming like I mean, seeming I don't truth. Know. I don't know. Alien autopsy was <laughs> like you know was watched by millions. Yeah, you know, that's true, and that had no root in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but people really <laughs> believe like that, like certain aspects of alien culture are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember watching Unsolved Mysteries too much. I remember it coming on. I feel like that's the time of day when it came on that my dad would switch over to the news, though. And my dad yeah, does not really like. Good. Yeah, we did not like suffer the fools of Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries because my father was a police officer, and yeah. so he's but- always had like some dumb pragmatic, th- not dumb, but. To me, dumb at the time, pragmatic thing to say about whatever was happening. So, if I was watching it at all, he would like immediately try to debunk it, and I'd be like, "Well, this isn't fun in any That's way." <laughs> so I'm just not going to watch it. Well, yeah. I didn't realize like how much of a mixed bag that all- unsolved mystery mm-hmm. was, which yeah. is like uh, there were obviously like someone was killed. How did it happen? Or someone was like hurt in some way by yeah, a stranger. Missing like, or how whatever. did it happen? Missing. Yeah. But then there was lots of like paranormal things, yeah. or just like yeah, like like lo- like sort of. Um, Long lost like friends or like families and yeah. stuff like that. that yeah, or like, like near death. Yeah, I feel oh, like there's like near death yeah, stuff. That was big. Yeah, like that. But they like even had the light. Yeah. Know. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh. I read a book. Like oh, I can't remember what the book was called, but I remember reading a book in like maybe middle school. That my mom was like, you have to read this. Yeah, me too. I was probably the same way. Yeah. I mean, something I this was man like. died and he went to heaven and this is all the stuff he saw. I was like, ugh, heaven sounds awful. Like, it sounds boring and, and hard to navigate. Like, yeah. that's, my life is already hard to navigate. Why don't we go there? Yeah, it was a weird time. I mean, Miss Cleo was, was oh, yes. through, trying to yes. sell us yes. things. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think that, I don't know, I think people really wanted, like, a, it was before the internet, so, like, it was also, we were out of touch in a different way. So, like, mm-hmm. if you were talking about, like, news started to change mm-hmm. around the 90s and early 2000s and stuff. So people really wanted for reaching to, like, feel connected mm-hmm. yeah. still to other people and each other. But now with the internet, it's sort of like... Yeah, but people were... It was because of the internet, I think. It was well, because it, it they were started. like, look at the potential. Like, we can oh talk God. to anyone. I can find someone from wherever. Like, there's, there's things called databases now that, like, are really easy to access and stuff. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's maybe part of it. I don't yeah. Know. It might align, too, with, like... Um, the lowering, um, you know, like we're at like an all time low right now, but it probably started in the nineties. Uh, um, you know, the, the decrease in affiliation with like a, uh, actual religion, you know, like that's true. That if, if people were starting to be like, well, I don't believe people were more like nebulous about their like beliefs. Like I'm open to any sort of like something else. Yeah, that's true. Um, Why do you think it might connect with like the like ghosts specifically because I don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. I find it scary, like in a different way. Yeah. But like I know I have a ghost story, and a couple people I know have like legitimately yeah. feel like they've seen ghosts, and I feel very confidently that yeah, there's a little dream state that people end up in, and it could be. a lot of people see it when they're sleeping and when they wake up mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, my theory is, and I remember, so not not in the 90s, but actually pretty recently, but I think in the 90s too, um, when like television mediums were very popular, mm-hmm. um, like with the one oh, Jonathan long, Edwards. yeah, Jonathan Edwards oh. was the older one, but oh. the, 
Long Island, Long Island <laughs> oh, yeah. medium. Yeah, that's more new. I find that stuff so cruel. Because, yeah. And, and, and I, I personally find it cruel because I do not believe in another plane of existence. But, um, Everyone loves it. But yeah, and I think that, I think it's because people who have suffered a loss, mm-hmm. and not everyone, but you know, that some that have suffered a loss then become, um, they're looking for answers or they're looking for ways to know that the person who has passed on is okay mm-hmm. or whatever. And that, you know, is a very human, natural thing to wonder. But then when someone preys on them like that and uses that in a way to make money, that it just makes me so sick. Like it really makes me sick to my yeah, stomach. People have, people have done that. That's I know for for Forever. so long. And yeah. and sometimes I think it is what that person needs for whatever reason. You know, yeah. so, and that's true. That could be like closure. Or I think whatever. inherently yeah. it's pretty much that. Yeah. But there's people who see things that aren't like they or have no connection to them at all. Yeah. You know, that, I don't know. I don't. That I really don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. That I I don't either because yeah. I my brother in law is is one of the most like rational people I know and he he has like a few ghost stories and it's weird to me that he believes in ghosts yeah. because <laughs> yeah. he's had these like experiences but and my mom just told me that she had a uh, she has like an experience a couple years ago or whatever that she hadn't told me about she was in Cape Cod real quick burn story yeah. burning story and she was uh, my dad was in the bathroom it was night of course no ghost story ever happens during the day yep, yep. except Not for if you read Malcolm McDowell <laughs> and all stuff happens during the day mysteries <laughs> yeah the one I just watched it happened during oh, the day oh really that's so we weird we had just woken up oh uh, right <laughs> So my dad was in the bathroom or something, and my mom was, like, sitting on this bed, or laying on the bed, I guess she was, like, reading before bed or something, and she felt this presence, like, she felt, like, the bed, like, the part of the bed mm-hmm. next to her, like, depress a little yeah. bit, and she just felt this presence there, and then, you know, she was, like, conscious of it, but she, like, really didn't do anything or say anything, and then after a few seconds or whatever, it just kind of, like, went away. Or got up. And then, well, yeah, I guess. And then, um, so I was like, what? I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. And I said, um, I was like, well, is this, was this place haunted? And she was like, this is literally just the other day she was telling me this. And she was like, yeah, I found out later it's super haunted. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's super haunted? Super. Okay. It's Sorry. Like you're walking it's, through here like. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it's extremely haunted. Proud yeah, it's lousy with ghosts. So, yeah, that's my mom's story. But, and again, she is someone, and she's very Catholic, but she's she's agnostic. But uh, she has problems with believing that sort of stuff either. So it was interesting for me to hear, like, a firsthand I think, story. I can kind of understand it from the perspective. Like, I'm like, why would any, anyone want to stay, like, in this plane of existence? But then I'm sort of like, well, like, imagine, like, how you live your life every day. It's just like, I'm here. These All these things matter to me here. Yeah. Like, so it kind of makes sense for me from that perspective to be like, okay, well, if you, like, when you're living are like, all these things matter to me, all these things matter to me, then perhaps yeah, that makes that more sense keep, to me when I think about Keeps it you anchored. Well, when I read Zach Baggins' <laughs> book, actually, I never, I finished it. I need to finish it. His first book. He has two. Great. I, it has to be great. Um, his first book, he said that if he became a ghost... <laughs> If he became a ghost, he would come back and get his iPod. Oh, yeah. He didn't say iPhone. He didn't say girlfriend. He didn't say 
mother. He didn't say loved one. He said he would come and get his iPod. Because you gotta have a good tunes. So if you have a haunted iPod anywhere, (laughs) refurbished that you bought on Amazon, (laughs) it could have belonged to Zach Baggins, and Zach Baggins is now dead in that scenario. Yeah, he's dead. But yeah. So anyway, that's just a little fact about Zach Baggins (laughs) that I know because I read a book about him. Part of a book about him. Well, you've read two. Yep. No, I, I partially read too. Right. The one I really just read were the quotes. And there were a good, yeah, good yeah. bit. They were very good. They were very good. It's the best piece. Yeah. I just wanted to mention. No, I like that. No, it's good. Um, so, yeah, real quick. Um, one thing that I discovered uh, this year is that I like manga, but really just specifically oh, horror me? manga. Okay. Oh, okay. Please don't. Belittle it. You read Pink. That's not horror. Oh, I still haven't read that yet. I like that. You just like what manga you like. Yes. But aside from being Especially horror. Yes. But I specifically (laughs) uh, love... um, Probably I'm not pronouncing it his uh, first name correctly, but Junji Ito. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, Junji Ito. uh, um, His series... He has this super amazing series called... Uzumaki, um, which loosely translates, I think, into, like, spiral. Um, so, basically, it's about, um, this area where, um, people are vulnerable to this kind of, like, disease, um, wherein people become obsessed with the idea of spirals, Mm. um, and then that manifests. Usually, it's very, like, body horror, um, very, like, you know, Cronenberg-esque ways, um, so yeah, it manifests in some very strange ways, like people physically turning themselves into spirals. Um, some, like there were a couple where it, um, where they became these really grotesque giant, like snails, yeah. um, or sometimes, yeah, they're just all like mangled up onto themselves and yeah. His art. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I, I have to read it cause I liked his other next book. level. Yeah. It's, yeah, but there, there are, like, some images and some just, like, concepts that um, were just, like, that's, if I had not read this, this was a concept that I just never would have thought of before. This is an image that never would have shown up in any other way. Yeah. And, so creative. Yeah. I haven't read that one yet. Um, right, but we all read, yes. um, we all read, was it Yawn and Mel? Mm-hmm. Um, about the cats, which also being a horror so good. graphic novelist, he of course brought those elements into yeah. this, yeah. like the, this book. The yeah, there's some novel. frames in that book that are you can definitely see. Well, oh, this is a horror. His like, fiance, illustrator. the entire time she's portrayed her, have have like she has like possessed eyes yeah. the yeah. entire time. Yeah, but it's like also it's just like how he sees the world. In, like, this way yeah. I've, I've never seen before. Yeah, there's, like, panels of him, like, exclaiming his, like, love or, like, how yes. cute his cat is. And but it's, like, his jaw is, yeah. like, coming off of his face. Yeah. Like, that's how excited he is. So, yeah, his yeah his art in that, you can definitely see that he's an artist. There's also, like, a horror artist. A heart in how he shows his yes. love. And, like, oh, I love, I cried like, at that book. Yeah, me too. Oh, my gosh, I lost it at that book. But it's also, that, I would consider that a horror comic, even though... It's not really, but, like, he has so many elements to it. But, yeah, like, the heart and, like, being able to show his, like, fiance's excitement about her cat and, like, integrating these <laughs> mm-hmm. cats together, but also, like, his excitement his about... His jealousy. Wanting, his jealousy yeah. and his excitement about 
feeling like he is something that the cat wants to be around at all. Yeah. And, like, feeling that jealousy, like you are talking about. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, it's so creepy and yeah. perfect. It's one of the best things I've ever read. Yeah, it's, I it say. was amazing. Well, you both have to read Ujimaki. I read Fragments of Horror. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that, okay. it was It was, uh... It's very dated. Uneven. Yes. And there's, like, like 100% like transphobia in there. Yes. Yes, yes, that's what really bothered me about yeah. that. But otherwise, like his art, but it's old, it's older. Mm-hmm. So like, not that that excuses anything, but yeah, I don't know why more of his work hasn't been translated. Yeah, um, that's one. That's one of my to read list. But I read Fragments of Horror first. Yeah, you can get. I, mean, I think the college has a whole. The, yeah, that's number text. Oh, cool. so like, oh, that's cool. Because when it came in, it was two different things, and I was like, which one am I supposed to read best? Yeah, Yeah. the college has them all in one edition. Um, And then, real quickly, movie-wise, so far, um, I'm sure there's going to be something else that comes out toward the end of the year, and I know there's stuff that I've missed, but so far, um, my two favorite um, horror releases, um, theatrical releases of the year were, um, Get Out yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and Raw, yeah. mm. um, which is on Netflix now. I just saw that. Oh, is it? It landed on Netflix. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to watch it. You're going to watch it? No. No. Oh, oh I was no. like, uh. I saw Get Out, but I'm not going to watch Raw. <laughs> um, it's more, it's more just like gross than scary. You could, I think you could do it. I actually think you could do it, man. It is also very funny. It's funny, and yeah, both of them, I mean, I'm always most interested in horror films that I can apply some sort of, um, like, cultural, like, lens of cultural critique mm-hmm. on. Um, so I think that's a thing that, that horror does really well, or it lends itself to that style of reading very easily. Um, so both Raw and Get Out, um have really interesting uh, social um, yeah. interpretations, I think. Yeah. They also both balance comedy and, yeah. like, their subject matter very well. Yeah. Um, more get out than raw, but raw has some, like, pretty great moments. Like, when she's sitting up on the, t- like, at the party at the table. Oh, yeah. She's, like, so good. she's, like, super prowly. But I really relate to her, though. Like, she's, um, I don't know, she's, like, 18 or 19, mm-hmm. And she's so awkward, and, you know, like, her even trying to, like, prey on other people is very, like, juvenile. Mm-hmm. And I, like, really relate to that sort of, like, feeling yeah. at that age of feeling sort of awkward and, like, kind of, I mean, amongst other things. That has kind of an interesting ending, too. Yeah, I think you'd be okay. I, but I would... But there's... I is like there an element sh- of gore? Yes, yeah. but not that much. And it also is, and none of it is, the only thing that's surprising is, like, some of the stuff with, because she's, like, a veterinarian. Going yeah. to vet, well, veterinarian like, school. The finger. Yes. But then, but most of it is, like, you can see it coming. Yeah. In okay. a way. Okay. Yeah, even if I, if I yeah. can look away, that's fine. It doesn't yeah. have, like, jump yeah. scares or anything. Yeah. It's very, yeah, like, very socially connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's, it's an interesting uh, commentary on, um, you know, being a woman mm-hmm. and also like competition between mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. and yeah. um that's manufactured by society obviously and all that kind of stuff so yeah i really loved it and get out i mean everyone's there's plenty of great um critical theory on mm-hmm. get out yeah i don't have anything to say that's going to be 
greater than what other people have written. So if you haven't seen it, go see it or read something about it. Yeah. I mean, I um, do not watch horror, but I wanted to see it and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Because it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. It hit all the notes that like a horror, like a, a bad genre should yeah. and then had so much else to unpack outside of yeah. that. Yeah. I've talked about that a lot. I kind of forgot it was this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I felt like I'd been talking about it was It was like so first long. thing this year. It yeah. was like early it February, was like, wasn't it? That's when they're coming out? Wow. Well, really? Like I said, I... <laughs> I know. Raw, I was thinking about getting The Witch today. Raw, great. Which I'm still juries out two years later. <laughs> One day I'll know. watch it. But I do want to watch I'll it I'll watch it and I'll be the deciding factor. Right. That sounds good. Just kidding. That sounds good. That sounds <laughs> Just good. killing. Um, so, I, okay, I want to just mention two things which have nothing to do with, like, new releases or anything, but yeah. I do want to mention two things that I've done. Okay. With my time. Sure. <laughs> um, the first thing is that I spent my time uh, revisiting two movies that I liked a lot when I was younger. Um, the first movie is called Double Double Toil and Trouble because I was the age that Mary Kate and Ashley were gospel. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they were like, I was obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I would like played right into it. So it's like Dolphins, Horses, Mary Kate, Kate and Ashley. <laughs> yeah. I went through a weird Mary Kate and Ashley phase when I worked at um, a video store. Which, so uh, when they were in their great garden space? So, <laughs> yeah, now. No, um, yeah, so, no, when, it was, like, it was, like, pick, um, not, oh, You're talking about, oh, the New York movie. Yes. Right? Passport, York Passport to Paris. Passport to Paris is great. Yes. I mean, so I would put it on, so I worked at, I, I don't know why I'm protecting this enterprise. I worked at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> yeah, they don't exist. Yeah. Also, you've mentioned it before. <laughs> I have. Um, I'm just trying to maintain some privacy, enterprise. I guess. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, so in the mornings when I was cleaning or whatever, I would put that on, and then, like, uh, I would, because for- I was, like, an assistant manager, I would force whoever was coming on their shift to, like, watch the rest of it with me. Like, if they were like, hey, are we going to put this promo video in it? I was like, no, we're halfway through Passport to Paris. We're definitely finishing this. Truthfully. I don't care that it's the third time I've watched this movie. And I'm 20 years old. Tween era, best being Kate and Ashley. It was good. But. They were entertaining. Before that, it was, it takes two. I watched that recently. It's great. Kirstie Alley and my heart, my, my original OG, like, daddy crush, gross, uh, was Steve Gutenberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, it's real spooky that Kirstie Alley has come up twice in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I that's mean, of course spooky. it was me bringing up. That's the spookiest of all. <laughs> her both times. Yeah. Uh, I love Kirstie Alley, especially around the ear. I thought she was, yeah, like, she's the babyest of baby, like, baby. Oh, she's total babe. She's a total babe. Yeah. Um, so, Double Double Toil and Trouble, if you have either of you seen it. Nope. Mm-mm. No way. Long, long story short. Oh, boy. Um... There's Mary Kate and Ashley, they're twins. Their parents are struggling to pay the mortgage on it's very sad. <laughs> they're twins. Thank you. <laughs> they're uh, struggling to pay the mortgage on their home. They go to their uh, Aunt Agatha, who's super rich but evil witch. Sure. Um Her name's and Agatha. so she's like she's like, I'm not giving you any money and they're like, Oh, we always knew you were such a jerk. We wish that what's her name? I forget what the other like nicer twin was, and she's like, Well, she's gone now. Um, but what Linda. happened was that the <laughs> yeah. the evil aunt uh, trapped the nice aunt in a mirror. Sure. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Um, and it's up to these two twins who are also realizing their magical powers to release the gotcha. nice aunt. Okay. They meet um, 
He's he's in Willow. He's a little person who's in Willow. I forget oh, okay. the actor's name. And then they also meet like yeah. two other people in that movie who are somewhat famous. Um, one of them is a grave digger in the movie. It's a crazy. It's a crazy movie. Anyway, yeah. I was Warwick like, Davis. Warwick, yeah. Yep. Woo, no, I no, no, no. Oh, he's another actor. In, uh, uh, <laughs> I know Warwick <laughs> Davis. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's the guy. In no, there's, he's another. He's one of the. He's like the warrior. Uh, He's the warrior in their town. Oh, okay. Um, that goes with him originally on the... He's like a little, like, rat tail on the side kind of thing. You're really selling him. Um, he's great. <laughs> he's got, like, a voice like this. And he plays, like, a clown sort of thing. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> the other movie I revisited... Let's move on. Um, was Halloween Town 1 and oh, 2. I saw your new cover photo. Yeah, and I was like, that's Halloween Town. I know. I've been thinking about it because I was writing my list and I was like... Yeah. That movie is good. My mom loves that movie. It's also weird that I've talked about my mom a lot on the podcast, <laughs> but my mom, my mom really loves Halloween Town. She watches it every year. That's adorable. I think... It's weird. No, I think it's great. It's great. It's, the, it's fine. It's a fine movie. I don't care. The weird but, thing is, I was looking at Tumblr. It's weird that my mom has, like, a cinematic Halloween tradition for herself. That's not weird to me. Yeah, that's not weird. I have Hall- I, Halloween Town. You guys know my mom? Focus, focus. Yeah. I know. I have a lot more rituals, I would assume, than yeah. your mom. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm just Catholic. True. <laughs> well, for sure. True. But rituals surrounding Halloween, <laughs> that's weird. True. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what did I say? So, Halloween Town So, the weird thing is that I was looking for that picture for my cover photo on Tumblr, and the thing I found out is there's a lot of fan art mm. with Debbie Reynolds from Halloween Town combined with fan art with... Uh, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Um, what that, do you mean with them? What do you mean like, with Like, they're combining them. Like, they're kind of like memorials to them. Memorial, like, in memoriam. Oh, Here's the okay. thing that's weird about it to me. Does that mean young people equal yes. Debbie Reynolds yes. to Halloween? Yes, I think so. I think because so. Because she has, like, such a, I mean, her no. career is, like, yeah, it's, infinitely it's a lot. larger than that movie. That but was, I like, think Halloween Town was her last great far-reaching Now, I just watched it. Thing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use the word great. Yeah. Is she barely, <laughs> is she in it a lot? She's in it a good bit. Okay, okay. But, especially the first one, but the second one, I remember having a crush on the, the guy that likes the main girl in that movie, okay. and re-watching it, I was like, I don't no. get it, Anita. I yeah. get it, young Anita. Yeah. Hormones are racing, you know. But anyway, so that was uh, enjoyable for me to visit those, because yeah. it was sort of like, I don't know. It's just very different to see things. I don't know that I have any. I was thinking about like cinematic Halloween traditions. I don't know that I have any. Like something that I watch or like or I have like, more look Christmas out for. than than Halloween. But yeah, I have Christmas. Christmas. I, watch every year. I have like I don't know. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Don't I usually watch Great Pumpkins? I definitely don't. Um, last year I we don't. also watched. Well, you the also uh, you watch the Great Pumpkin every year. We, we usually do. It's pretty, I it's pretty short. It's that. pretty short. Oh my god! <laughs> I like oh the god. Garfield Christmas one. Um, we all Garfield watch Rocky great. Horror. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's right. yeah, that's so that's what I, but I don't have a personal one, which is fine. I mean, my only personal one is Hocus Pocus, but I'm almost always watching it with other people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have one. Anyway, continue on with your list. I'll think about if I have one. Um, so the other thing, I mean, we could we could talk about it, 
but I don't really need to. Um, what I wanted to bring up was... Once you leave this house, I am in this house by myself with my <laughs> That's all I want to say about no, that. No, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I, I don't want to talk about it, because I... No. <laughs> little dance. Um, I hate it. Uh, I saw the gif and then like matching it up to different music because I was like, maybe this will make yes. it more like palatable if I see how like silly it is. But I was like, no, it's still scary to me. Yeah, I mean, you do you. It's scary. Look, I can't control. If I can control what scared me, do you think I would be scared by a freaking weird clown dancing? Well, no, I, think, I would not choose I think, that. Well, we've talked so just really good. We've talked about this before because I think the thing that makes me not scared of it is exactly why the kids decided they're not scared of him, which defeats him, mm-hmm. which is that he creates your fear. Mm-hmm. So if you he like back to back take away him. that power from him, he's not scary anymore. Yeah. And so when I think about that, I'm like, he's not actually scary. And I was very, very aware of it during the new I mean, movie. that's the Harry Potter thing. That's the, um... True. What are they called? That's still scared of me. Actually, that scared me more. No, no, no. The, um... Oh, the uh, when you the boo box. Uh, so yeah, when you turn whatever that thing is, yeah. when you do that curse that, right. that makes it silly. And then it got too real with the Death Eater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, well, my therapist taught me that that's, like, actually a good thing. Yeah. Why was it? Oh, because I was telling, this is a total tangent. I was telling my therapist, like, sometimes when I think about, like, my, man, everything's just coming out on this podcast. It's been a while, guys. Um, like, obsessive thoughts or whatever, if I, like, turn them into, if I was telling him that I was thinking it'd be funny if I had, like, um, like, uh, Helen Mirren narrating the obsessive <laughs> thoughts in my head, or Morgan Freeman, or someone else with, like, a famous voice, you know, um, and how, like, silly that would be, and then we talked about, like, that, like, well, yeah, like, turning that on its head does make it less, like, scary and less, yeah. like, real or whatever. So, yeah, I can see that. That's a good tactic. That scared me more, that Harry Potter box, I think yeah. they call it, but that scared me more than it did. What? But also, the Dark Crystal really, really scared me. Yeah. Like, like yeah, terrified me. But it wasn't even that. Like, the whole, all of it, like, 100% A to B, sorry, A to Z, like, the whole, everything in between, like, all of it. Just a short I trip. I mean, really for me, A to B. Just <laughs> yeah, well, the beginning part where they're just, like, naked nymphs. Terrifying. And they're all, like, huh? And, like, their hair is so floppy. And they're... <laughs> so I don't know. It just really scared me. It's good. Um, no, the thing I was going to bring up, which is my least favorite horror film, like go to or like scary movie or suspenseful movie, which has to do with sharks. Jeez, I know. I didn't realize you were. I have, this. We have never been to the beach together, though, so I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like open water, but um, so I love lakes and like fresh water mm-hmm. a lot because I love bull sharks. Yeah, sure, and yeah, and ghosts. And ghosts. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, but the main thing, so the movie I kind of had forgotten. I had just seen it this year. Was The Shallows with Bill oh. Wiley, and the premise is, you know, oh, you saw that? Yeah, that's funny. I was kind of surprised. I just like picked it up randomly and then yeah. watched it kind of randomly. But basically, you know, she's out surfing, and the thing that never happens happens to her, which is that this like shark is coming after her. She gets injured, and then it's like her survival, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as like an acting standpoint, like. She carries the entire movie, which is pretty challenging. Yeah, like, I mean, sure. for one person to do, and it's like well done as far as like how it's edited, all that stuff. But the thing is, and Jaws did it first, I think. Have you seen Open Water though? Yes, but that's oh, real, that's a yeah. real story. That movie's fucking good. Yes, but I, my thing is that traditionally sharks don't act the way that they do in right. most movies. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like in the shallows, that shark, there's a dead like giant whale. 
um, that it had been eating off of, but it chooses to literally stalk this woman for like three days. Yeah, Sharks that's rude. Not that's not that. right. No, they just wouldn't do that. In the jaws and one shark, one shark, it becomes like a, it becomes a familial grudge, right, within the shark, like yeah. Right, family. Right. yeah, like a mother. We gotta get of, this guy. Yeah, yeah. but at least it's ridiculous. But at least like that was like the original. original. Yeah, like it's one thing to have like a franchise to an original yeah. idea. Yeah, this is the shallows is taking all the things that like scare people like. Ocean, like oceans, scare people. Sharks scare people. Blake really Lively shouldn't. scares people. <laughs> Blake Lively is terrifying. Yeah, she is. Um, but anyway, but it's just it that is like a general gist. I just like that stuff drives me crazy. But Anae was talking about uh, we went to go see Happy Death Day, and they were oh, talking yeah. about that one with Mandy Moore, forty-seven meters down, which also has a shark aspect to it. Which basically, like they. They like a, all these numbers. A, <laughs> something was cut, and then like they're stranded in the bottom. But Krista pointed out a really important point, which was they were talking to each other, but neither of them had an earpiece. They only had the mask on the front, oh. so they could hear each other talking to each other. Yeah, but they didn't have anything in their ears because nothing was covering them. So they, how were they talking to each other? Which was very distracting. Which you're gonna create a suspenseful through the magic movie. of the movies. You're gonna create a suspenseful movie. Like don't have a hundred percent the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, yeah, like that where it's just like no earpiece or yeah. anything, and yeah. also like apparently a lot of like scuba things that don't happen. Sure, sure. Which that I can understand, like suspending yeah. some belief, but it's really weird what my mind attaches to. That's like I don't believe that. Yeah, that's and, good. I mean, I th- I wish that I could do that. But there's Mostly, I'm just like very, very shaken, and so I can't pay attention to anything like that's that. That's why the snakes scare me more than large mars. Like sometimes it's not yeah. the thing that makes sense that scares me. It's like the thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I get know. that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I have a couple of other things, but those are yeah. the highlights for me yeah. as far as like the season. Um, that's a good list. Uh, so I think we, yeah, we are. Oof. But I mean, this is good. I want you know we. It's, been a while since we put out an episode so like i you know this is good um i think we can talk about what we are currently watching reading listening to um whether or not it be spooky um i can go sure i'll just stick with that um movies wise uh i don't know well these are kind of spooky actually i saw what we need or sorry what we need. I was going to say <laughs> what we talk about when we talk about love, but also we need yeah, to talk yeah. about Kevin. And yeah. I actually mean that second part. We need to talk about Kevin. Um, and yeah, I uh, I still don't know how I feel about that movie. Um, there's a lot of weird choices that I think were made in that movie that I um, am still kind of like processing. I just watched it maybe last week or a week and a half ago. Um, but uh, Tilda Swinton is the main character. She she basically carries the movie. Um, John C. Riley, you know, is is in it as well. And then um, the poor kid, his name is Ezra something. Yeah, I can't remember his mm. last name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, but he was also the same in, last name as the guy from Vampire Weekend, but it's not. His totally um, yeah, his uh, he was also in um, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, yeah. And he's um, he's a beautiful kid. Yeah. I mean, there's like no way to say it. He's, but he's like, an incredibly like yeah, like interesting looking, and he is yeah. He is an amazing actor. Like, he and the kids that played the younger versions of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kevin is the son. And um, he the 
the character, the actor whose first name is Ezra, and I can't remember his last name, is the teenager in that Miller. role, but there's like, is it Ezra Miller? It might be. I don't know. Um, uh, but there's like an adolescent kid and like a, a younger kid, and they're all amazing, um, but it's about a kid who, um, it's a school shooting, but the shooting is with a bow and arrow. I think in the book it might be a crossbow I, um, so. I was reading about. Um, but in the movie it is a um, traditional, you know, bow and arrow. Um, whatever those are called. I don't know. Like, pull and shoot. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really just examining, like, a mother's life before and after that. And, like, mm-hmm. any, you know, her dealing with, like, the signs of his, I'm assuming, a sociopathic mm-hmm. personality. Um, and then the aftermath of that or whatever. So it's pretty harrowing and, um, sadly incredibly fucking relevant for our times. So, um, but another movie I saw that was, like, um, spooky in a really silly way, uh, was Snake Eyes, um, (laughs) with Nick Cage. Uh, it's a Brian De Palma movie, and I watched it because it's a Brian De Palma movie, and I really love him. I can't believe Um, I haven't seen it, and you know I love it. Yeah, it's on Hulu, so I found it on Hulu, I think. Um, which I share, I share Anita's Hulu account. So, you know, you have access to that more so than I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it feels, uh, to me, it felt very similar if I was to look at the rest of De Palma's catalog, um, most similar to Blowout, um, as far as the, uh, it's like, there's like weird, like non-linearness to to it and like revisiting earlier scenes and like re-going through stuff. Um, yeah. And Nick Cage is, uh, Nick Cage in it. That was probably his ear that um, he was... But yeah, and, 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 and De Palma, but De Palma's so good in that same way that, like, Kubrick is almost, where he chooses these, like, kind of hammy actors in a way, like, for that specific purpose, and they, like, he just knows their style and really fits it well within the movie. Um, Gary Sinise is also in it. Um, he's really good. Um, yeah, so Snake Eyes. Uh, I liked it. It was good. I knew I liked it. I knew I would like it, and I watched it, and I loved it. Um, what year yeah. do you think it is? In the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say 99. Yeah. Yeah, I think like it's previous Super late. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's there's other stuff. Oh, real, real, real quick, just TV series. I watched um, 11, 22, 63. Oh, based on the same thing. Yeah, this was James Franco, and I was just telling Beth before um, we started the podcast that there's something I, like, really love about James Franco, but I recognize that he's not always a great actor like but yeah. there's something that this is so weird but there's something i feel almost familiar about him maybe it's Successful. just i've seen enough of his movies or his whatever his media that i like feel connected to him in some way i don't know that's so crazy to say but um so i was just watching it one because yeah i there's something about james Franco that i like but two Again, I will watch literally anything about the 1960s. And then three, you know, I do like Stephen King. And I had wanted to read that book, which I still haven't, um, because it is so different from other things that he's written, specifically in that it's incredibly heavily researched. Like, you can even tell just from the TV series how well-researched it is. Um, Yeah, so those are my movies. Um, Just really quickly, I'll go through just, like, three um, books that I just recently read. Um, I think Beth had read this one, um, The Customer is Always Wrong mm-hmm. by Mimi Pond. It's a graphic novel. Um, it's amazing. Uh, the publisher is... with the Roxy Music. It, yeah, it, so right I'm away. In. Yeah. It's, um, it's by Drawn and Quarterly, who I've, uh, really started to follow, um, right before, actually, just by 
coincidence before we went to the American Library Association conference. Um, but then when we, uh, Anita and I went to um, one of their sessions there, and then um, the few of us stopped by their booth, and we just, they were cool. So like they're super they're super cool press. Yeah, and I yeah we get their emails and stuff. So um, customers always wrong. It's a graphic novel. It's set in the 1970s in uh, Oakland, California. And I, I just think it really captures that time in your life when, if you've ever worked retail or some sort of service job, like in college or right out of college or even right before college, where you are aimless, but at the same time, you're also incredibly driven. So you know that there's something bigger that you want to do with your life, but you don't know what yet. And then the, the people that sort of surround you, you know, whether they're making good or bad choices. Um, so it, it kind of really captures a really interesting part of your life that way. Um it started raining really hard just now. Um, That's spooky. It's so spooky. Um, two is uh, Bonfire by Kristen Ritter. So that is the actress Kristen Ritter of Jessica Jones and Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 3-something. Yeah. Um, which I did see that show. That was good. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I got an advanced reader copy when we were in um, at ALA. And recently came out. Yeah, it, it, it comes out in November. Yeah, um... And, uh, yeah, she, she writes really, really well. And she actually, um, in her acknowledgments, she thanked Lauren Oliver, mm-hmm. that one YA author. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if there's more collaboration than I know about, but she's, I mean, she's the only one credited to it. It's just this, um, uh, character who visits her hometown and, um, it's almost like an Aaron Brockovich thing where there's like some like biological thing happening with the water and people are having, people are getting sick. And it also harkens back to something that she experienced in high school, which was just 10 years before. Um, so there's there's a lot of elements of, like, revisiting a hometown. There's some sort of thriller involved, missing persons, whatever. Um, yeah, and it's not a genre that I'm usually familiar with, but I like that actress, and uh, I liked it. Um, and then finally, Big Hard Sex Criminals um, by Matt Fraction, which was the first volume of um, Sex Criminals, which is a graphic novel series that he's been putting out. Um, I think it's, uh, the, the art is, is it Chip Zdarsky who's the art on that? I'm not sure. Um, But it's very distinctive. Yeah. And looking at it, I don't know, you wouldn't think it is what it's about. No. Yeah. I like that though. Well, and the name. I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And the name is like, is like, uh, you know, provocative on purpose for sure. Um, the general premise is that, uh, first you meet a main character who's a woman and when she orgasms, she stops time yeah. um, for, for a, a, a period. And then um, she meets a man uh, who she has sex with. And only because they orgasm together do they realize they both have that same power. And then um, they realize they can do certain things when time is stopped. And so that's how they become sex criminals, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, the art's really good. It's incredibly funny. Um, it feels, it's almost the same way as I was talking about Michael McDowell. It feels like it approaches like, um, like almost a supernatural or sci-fi element in like a weirdly realistic way, like a way that you yourself, if you were in that same scenario, how you might act. Um, but also like no one talks about the female orgasm. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a, there's a lot to it that's incredibly feminist, I would say. Um, although it is written Yeah. She is. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's very sex positive obviously. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so those are my three. So that's it. Lola, go. You were going too fast. I I love every second. Okay. I feel like when you guys are quiet when I'm talking, I feel like something's wrong. Yeah. I'm I'm just listening. I'm not riffing. Okay. 
Um, so I just have um, two. Um, okay. One, uh, the book that I'm reading right now is um, one that I have probably checked out on and off for, like, uh, it's not a new book, it's an old book, so probably like 10 years or something. Uh, but I'm finally reading it called um, Corpses, Coffins, and Crypts by mm. Penny Coleman. Um, just about, like, um, pretty specifically American um, burial history. Mm. But there is some, like, European or, like, early um, man um, stuff in there. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm reading that finally and really enjoying it. Nice. And then um, I... Watched the past two days. Uh, I've been wa- been to watch um, American Vandal, the series on Netflix, which uh, satirizes um, true crime series um, like Making a Murder, which is also a Netflix series, or um, you know, like a, a visual documentary form of serial, um, like or you know, taking serial and making it you know a, like a, a visual documentary style. Um, it. Uh, takes place uh, with seniors in a high school. The documentarian himself is a uh, senior in high school, um, and the subjects are seniors in high schools in in the high school. And um, it is about a crime of vandalism, wherein like twenty some uh, um, educators' cards cars. In the um, in the lot, we're all spray painted with um, with dicks, um, and so it's a question of who did it. You know, everyone thinks there's this one kid who's kind of like you know the like quote unquote loser burnout kid mm-hmm. um, who also does kind of like these like jackass style videos oh, with okay, his friends yeah. anyway that are like you know he's an easy target yeah, yeah. like he well, yeah they have videos where they like run up to like babies in the park and fart on them and like run away. <laughs> known for um for kind of terrorizing one teacher with dick drawings on the whiteboard as it is but those dick drawings look very different than these large spray painted dicks so um yeah it's like an eight uh and it's eight episodes in the series i was super impressed with it i just like had heard kind of good things about it um but was like uh this sounds like it might be too sticky sure you know like kind of like documentary now or something where it was like I really was like this is really up my alley but yeah. then you know it's like you watch two of them and you're like I really kind of had enough it's it yeah, yeah. but yeah, I so I kind of like I thought that was gonna be the case with this but you as a viewer you actually do really get invested in like the mystery yeah um it's framed you know they use that same sort of uh style um that's been used in those other um actual, you know, uh, documentaries based on mm-hmm. actual events where they will end things on cliffhangers yeah. that will, like, you know, they take the twists and the turns, and you really get invested as a viewer. Um, so... so... Did you say it's also by Netflix? Same yeah. as Making It's Murder and The Keepers and stuff? That's yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that, that they... Yeah, that they're, like, self... Yeah. Reflective enough. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. Go watch it. Cool. All right, guys. Looking at you. So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna take a slightly different angle for. It's they're scary, in a sense. Oh boy. But not in the way you're thinking. I know. All, I know exactly. <laughs> <what you guys laughs> are thinking. No, um, 
I just recently um, listened to I listened to one great book and another book I uh, read. It was a graphic novel. Um, the first book was Simon versus the Homo Sapien mm, Agenda. Yes. Yes. They're making it into a movie. Yeah. Which they are. Yes. And I say scary because I say it's scary to face yourself. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for the, the teen <laughs> pastor angle anytime. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I like that. You, I'm, <laughs> what, what didn't sell me, I have to say, if you're going to re- redo this, you have to flip your chair around. You have to be sitting okay. in a, in that chair okay. backwards in order to say okay. exactly what you yeah. just said. All, All right. right, so Anita is, so, is now flipping the chair. There it goes. Here it comes. So here's right, the here thing. There's nothing scarier than facing yourself. True. In the fire. <laughs> Where'd you get the lighter? In your pocket. Oh, jeez. Um, so, uh, Simon... I didn't know it was in there. Simon versus the homo sapien uh, agenda. I'm sad because the movie loves Simon. Yeah. Which seems very untrue to... Oh, uh, the title is Love, yeah. Simon? Yeah. Oh, that's silly because the title is so great about it's that great. book. And the cover... Like, they oh, that's the cover so silly. Kind of, like, poppy... It is a little stumbly. It's yeah. a little... It doesn't roll off the tongue, necessarily. Very true. I'm having yeah. trouble right now. <laughs> sure. Saying it. So, for uh, what I... You know, for me, this has been, like, a very, like... Um, I've been on a journey this year. Let's uh-huh. just put it that way. And so, uh, reading this book at the time of which I read it, which was, like, during the summer, was interesting. Like, I, I didn't have at all the same sort of, like, journey that... I can't. Uh, so I know it's uncomfortable. That's how you know you're cool because <laughs> you push through the uncomfort, the discomfort of sitting in a chair I was backwards, doing the, like with my hand. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing things I wouldn't normally do. You got it. Um, so for me, you know, just trying to like really like think about my happiness. That's been my like sort of like year long journey. Yeah. It's like, Looking at the mirror of my happiness. I mean, I'm just uplifting us of my happiness. Um, but, you know, like, and that's a lot. Of, like, Simon spends the whole book really trying to, like, face those sort of things about himself. Yeah. And about his friends and, like, what his life is like. And, you know, he has, like, a secret crush. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's, like, very, very, very secret. So secret that, like, their emails don't even let, it, let on mm-hmm. to who they are. Very easily, they don't know whose teacher they are, so it's very, like, secretive, and mm-hmm. you're guessing the whole book of, like, who his crush is, but it doesn't really matter, because mm-hmm. you're really on for the journey of, like, Simon's perspective, and, like, yeah. his view, the characters are very vibrant throughout the book, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is... a great is, cover, too. Yeah. It's like striking. Um, the other one was Spinning by Tilly Walden. Oh, yeah! Oh, I, I had that on hold, yeah. We went to, um... The American Library Association conference this year, and while we were walking around the um, vendor room, I picked up. I love this part, which she also wrote, and her art's great. And so that's a super like easily consumable graphic novel, um, but it is like dealing with, um, uh, you know, t- like having some having feelings for the same sex and like what that is like for someone who's young. Mm-hmm. And, like, dealing with that relationship stuff. And so Spinning is a biography, which is Tilly Walden's life in ice skating, but also, like, deciding who she really is. And, like, figuring out, not deciding, but figuring out who she really is, both in this sort of, like, competitive nature and, like, her ease of, like, competition and sort of what she's like in high school, but also her sexuality. Very, again, facing yourself. 
It's scary. It's the scariest thing of all. Um, so I really enjoyed those yeah. a lot. Um, highly recommend them. And I, you know, I love ice skating, so I'm in 100%. I did not know that about you. Yeah, um, I went to, uh, like a stars on ice sort of situation uh-huh. when Ilya Kulik okay, yeah, was there. Yeah. He's in center stage. Oh! The Russian. Oh! We had a sign. Oh. Sweet. My friend Christine and our friend Laura had a sign that was like, I don't know, we love you, Ilya. I don't know what it said. Mm-hmm. And he definitely looked up. I mean, guys. Yeah. He looked up and pointed at us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he knew we were he there. Babe, he babe Ruthed you. Yeah. He babe Ruthed you. <laughs> he, had that he, looked band at, band he looked at you as like, like uh, I'm coming for you. That's what I'm shooting for. We're you. still not together. Well, but I have watched Center Stage recently. Watch it again. Um, yeah. Did you know? Seen it and she was. Oh, we have to watch it. Oh my gosh, we, we talked about this before. Stage. She. I don't know how. She no, we have to watch, watch that. Yuri on Ice. Oh uh, yeah, you know, very John. That, yes, John had us watch an episode. Yeah. Um. Before you move on, I have an ice skating fact about myself. Uh, where I have skated on the same ice as Scott Hamilton nearly hours before he skated. I skated. love, you're facing yourself right now. <laughs> you're am. seeing the reflection and you love it and you had to put it out. Yeah. You reflect it and I others. just had to say that. I think I, I was, that. I think I was in the fifth grade when it happened. I'm going to ask further details. Uh, I was in Sun Valley, Idaho. My father had a conference, police-related conference, and I went out with my sister and my mom and my parents. I'm sorry. My sister and my parents. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I've had a little bit of wine. Um, And, uh, yeah, so we, so earlier in the day, there was this, um, where the resort we were staying or whatever, uh, had an ice skating rink, and we skated. And then that night, we went to an ice show, an ice skating (laughs) show, and Scott Hamilton skated. He's Amazing. It, they were during. It was like during like a weird practice period for them or something. Like it okay. wasn't like a super showboat thing. Well, like he, he was, they were I just think he was like on the stars on ice thing. Though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was I didn't skate after him. So, I mean, I mean, I'm just call, saying. Call me when you skated after Eli Kulik. Well, like, well, yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> I don't really have anything else, but I just want to highly recommend that everyone read. Sorry, watch. Um, Mommy, Dead, and Dearest. Oh, yeah, you HBO. were really into that, yeah. Yeah, I, I read this, like, really, like, interesting article on BuzzFeed about it a couple years ago, um, about, uh, what do they call it? I can't Munchausen remember. by proxy. Yes. yes. Um, and so, you know, it's a documentary. I don't really want to give anything else about it, because it was, like, I were, think when were, I read the article, is it available, it like, streaming anywhere or anything? HBO. Oh, it was on HBO. Like HBO yeah, just this year. Um, okay. Okay. Well, maybe at some point. Um, but I just think it's a, you know, I always like, like, sort of, like, true crime documentaries. Sure. And this one was very, very unique because that's sort of like a very abnormal situation uh, to happen. Yeah. Um, and it has, like, police videos. Well, especially because like it has, like, I, from what I understand of the, the story, there's, like, abuse, but then there's a follow-up crime, right, of the abuse or alleged or, like, attempted crime or something. She kills her mom. Okay. They, well, she she has her. So that's a crime. She, that's a crime. Yeah, she has her. She and her boyfriend get together okay. through the internet, the wonders of the internet, and her boyfriend. <laughs> she by her situation, which is understandable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Her, no. Her boyfriend is convinced to kill her mom. Yeah. I mean, but her, it's not just like kill like quick. 
he stabs her like a lot of times. Oh, that's <laughs> rude. Yeah. So it's like really like it's definitely like a crime of passion sort of situation. Okay. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So then they try to run away and and she's yeah. So it seems like there's like a lot of but she's also reconnecting with story. her dad for the first time in the right. which was not. That sort of information wasn't available in the uh, BuzzFeed article at the time. It was just, like, sort of informative. This is what happened. And in the documentary, you get to see, like, how her dad was affected by this, like, whole thing happening and, like, what his point of view was. It was very interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. It is very spooky, though. I remember it kind of scaring me. Yeah. I watched it, like, at, like, 2 a.m. True crime definitely (laughs) scares the shit out of me sometimes. Like, the the keeper is sometimes... I had to take a couple pauses from that because I was like, it's scary. And it's also, like, local... Yeah. For us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that light note. All right. Well, yeah. I know. I like. I feel like whenever I talk to people about Maryland, I'm like, I wish that we had something other than, like, the Keepers and Serial and Homicide what and The Wire and, like, stuff that's, like, we just murder people all the time. Hey, we have a line of violence. The, uh, creator of the Yes, that's true. So, so that's not spooky side. at all. Well, it's not, like, sad spooky. It's fun spooky. Also, fun spooky. do you think everyone knows the science behind the Ouija board? No. Okay. If you don't know, look it up. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it. That's a tip from Anita. I'm not even going to talk about it because I... We're librarians. If you don't know, look it up. We won't tell you. There's some great YouTube videos. It's, a, it's like, a, akin to, like, the accent that everyone has in, like, old movies. It's, like, there's tons of... There's that many videos about it. Well, I'm sorry. I before we end this, I need to revisit exactly what you just said. You said there are as many videos about the science of the Ouija board as there are videos about the, the accent people use in old, old Hollywood movies. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, like that. Like in The Wizard of Oz, everyone was yes. using that accent. Yes. Yeah. And like basically, half and Yeah. No, place. I get the accent. I'm saying there's as, there's equal amount of videos about this sort of science. That's. That's a, a weird, weird quantity comparison, comparison I mean, is, to make. Guys, you've been pregnant no, for a long time. I know. This is okay. how my brain works. Okay. I just, I thought there was some connection, but that's okay. No, the connection is me. The <laughs> connection the is the thing is, processing. we don't know what the connection is. The spooky thing is that it's, I've been a friend all along. Yeah, it's been a brain the whole time. It's so spooky. We're just, all right. It's Anita's spooky brain. We're you don't just accept at it. it I guess. You can hear it in your voice. Yeah. No, I I do accept <laughs> it. I just really have to think on it. I have to um, make connections later. Please think and pray and I will. To all your Zach Bagging ghosts about I it. Will. I will. I will. Are your Jinko jeans? Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I know it's been a while, but it was super fun, and I love talking about Halloween with you guys. Yeah. So happy Halloween, Watch everyone. Watch whatever thing you want. Or read Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. All all of those things. Yeah. Alright. Happy Halloween. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.